Thanks for tuning in to the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast. We're glad you're here. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode to find out how you can join in the conversation. Until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast, where we talk about real-life topics and answer questions inspired by our most recent sermons. I'm going to be your host today. My name is David, and I'm joined by Kelsey, who you're going to hear from now, because we're starting things off, as we always do, with an off-topic question. And so, Kelsey, why don't you bestow upon us this off-topic question that's probably never been asked in the history of mankind? Yeah, I mean, get like, get your notes ready, folks, for this insane question. <laughs> How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? So Kelsey had said that she's not sure what my answer is. And that's fair because I kind of I kind of have a boring answer. I kind of have to like toe the line or, you know, be on ride the fence, whatever you want to call it. I uh, I don't know. I used to hate it and I don't even like love it now. I'm not going to be like, and now it's like the best thing ever. I just, uh, I feel like I've come to appreciate it a little bit more, but I feel like it has to be, has to be like kind of fresh and still have like a lot of juice, like the pineapple on it. Because for me, when I bite into it, the reason that it's actually good or like the argument for pineapple and pizza is it brings like a contrast of flavors, like all in one, right? Like you have kind of this sweeter, a little bit sugary, like fruity taste um but then that kind of like mixes into i guess it depends on if you have anything else in the pizza but that mixes into like melted cheese and marinara sauce and all of these other things that just i don't know it doesn't necessarily fit the fruit profile but it somehow just works and so i feel like it's a because of how different of a contrast and flavor it is in each bite i think that's kind of the argument for it so my answer is I'm for pineapple on pizza, but that's assuming that it's, like, fresh pineapple and well done. I've met people that, like, cook pineapple into it, like, put the pineapple on there and then throw it in the oven, and I, like, hate that. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's my answer. How do you oh. feel about pineapple on pizza? In it, Well, it's interesting because I didn't know that you would actually draw a difference between... I've never heard of somebody putting it on fresh after the pizza's been baked. Really? I thought it was a prerequisite that it went in when, like, the pineapple goes on with all the other toppings before it's cooked. <sighs> I and... mean, I, I'm sure, like, if you order it somewhere, that's how they do it, right? Like, that's the majority. I, oh, this is truly, <laughs> I feel like I'm... I, I don't know enough about preparing pizzas to I know, make I a statement, either. but I feel like that's a crazy <laughs> thing to say, David. Um, I have never had pineapple on pizza before. I've never what? even tasted it. But, but I have no problem with it. I think that people that are anti-pineapple on pizza are big haters that need to get over themselves. I'm willing to say that. Um, You're willing to say that as someone who's never had it. Yeah, that like, uh, just because I see nothing wrong with other people enjoying it, and I'm not going to shoot something down just because I haven't gotten to enjoy it myself. So like, if you're super anti-pineapple on pizza, calm down. People are allowed to like things. 
Yeah, um, that's true. I will say, I have not tried this yet, but I have a big book full of pie recipes that I'm slowly working my way through. Just did a berry cobbler pie that I'm in love with now. Ooh, um, there is a roasted pineapple pie in there that every time I look at it, I'm just like, huh. This is... Roasted pineapple. And I've had barbecued pineapple before, so I'm like, well, I know that pineapple can still be good. Like, it can be delicious when it's barbecued. So this yeah. has to apply by the same principles. But that there definitely is something in your brain that when you first look at it, you're like, that can't be right. I, uh, I kind of feel like, and this is, you know, I'm not rehearsing this or anything. This just popped into my brain here. So bear with me if this doesn't happen. But I sort of feel like these controversial off-topic questions that we have, we should have a place that we can post it and have like a poll. Like, are you for pineapple on pizza or are you against it? And just see like what people think. I mean, we could like throw it up on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. And so again, that's probably not gonna happen this week. But if you're listening, uh, just let us know. Would you like to weigh in on these things? You can email us at info at chapelvalley.org and just say, hey, I was listening to the podcast and uh, I would like to give my opinion on pineapple on pizza. I would love to hear that because I can see those emails, so. Yeah, or uh, like, I mean, stop me at church. Tell me how you feel. If you tell yeah. me that you hate it, I will call you a hater to your face, but and, that's but okay. But then we will say, thank you for listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah. shortly after that. Thanks for supporting us. You're a hater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, moving on. Let's get serious. Well, this last week's message was called Walking in the Spirit, and it was actually given by uh, our worship leader micah and so um this was a message that she had meant to give a, a couple weeks ago and then plans changed and so um this was kind of even though we just wrapped up this series of love like it matters um this is kind of a good like tail end to that series and it it, it still fits in vain with that but as you can tell by the title um it does focus specifically on walking in the spirit and depending on your familiarity with the Holy Spirit or um, just your experiences in general, you may have, you know, a different idea or picture of what does it look like to walk in the Spirit and how would you answer that question? And so that's kind of something that we wanted to do uh, on today's episode. And so I guess I'll just straight up ask you, Kelsey, what do you feel like walking in the Spirit means? Like, how would you describe it? I guess I think about it a lot as two distinct parts um, in my life. There is the part that is paying attention, that is listening and being attentive to the spirit. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like that when I'm in my day-to-day -day life, I'm not separating like, oh, this is church where I interact with God and this is the rest of my life where I just do whatever I want and I follow the good guidelines but like I don't have to directly interact with or think about God during those times I just have to sure. be a quote-unquote good person sure and instead of separating in that way really inviting God into every part of my life and saying like I'm 
being praying, like being in prayer constantly and just going like, hey, like checking in. Do you want to do anything here? Do you want to speak here in this moment? What do you have to show me? What do you have to teach me? Yeah. And then the the second part of that would be taking action based on what I'm hearing. Because okay. like the first part is, I think, already hard to be that attentive and to be thinking about those things. But once you've gotten there, like if God says hey pray for this person or hey like remember this or pay attention to this and i'm like oh i don't want to really do that like then what's the point what are we doing here if i'm just like uh i'll i'll listen to you god but i'm only gonna like actually obey you when i feel like it yeah i have to be obedient just as much as i'm being attentive which is like two very different challenges, but something that I am constantly working on, honestly. I uh, I kind of like that you described it categorically like that, like there's two different parts to it. Um, because when I picture walking in the spirit, I specifically think of all the different fruits of the spirit, which to me, honestly don't really come naturally half the time right like joy is the first one that pops into my head and i'm like i don't really have joy first thing in the morning like i'm always like reluctant to start the day and think about what obstacles i have to overcome and stuff like that and so it's i think it's actually a good thing that they aren't things that come naturally to me because when i am experiencing them it's like god gets all the glory you know i can point to this and be like the holy spirit's moving through me because this isn't this isn't brought on by me. Trust me. Like, I, this doesn't come naturally. Now, it should begin to come naturally as I stay in prayer and I'm walking in line with God, um, kind of like you're describing. But again, when I think of walking in the Spirit, I first think of the fruits of the Spirit. Um, but then I also think of things that, I guess, it, it's almost like I, I hate using this terminology, I guess, but really. It is kind of like walking around with superpowers in a way, <laughs> because when you're walking in the spirit, things can start to happen where you give people like words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You can pray for people with like this um, literally supernatural boldness. Um, you can do things that you you would not be able to do on your own. And it's like, how are, how are you doing this? And it's like, well, I'm I'm just obeying what I feel like God's asking me to do. And I'm allowing the spirit to flow through me. And so when I think of walking in the spirit, it's that person that's walking around doing all these things and showing the fruits of the spirit, um, literally like superpowers. Um, but in order to do that, you know, it's not something that it's not necessarily like you're training. It's not necessarily like you have to do something to be eligible for it. Um, other than obviously, you know, giving your life to the Lord and, and walking in a relationship with him and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. But it's not like you have to do something every single day other than what you mentioned, which is having that kind of uh, diligence or discipline to be, you know, in constant prayer, to be listening to the Lord and going off of his leading. I am going to be speaking uh, in two weeks from now. um, And a lot of what I want to put into my message is something that I kind of experienced at camp. Um, it's like a personal testimony, and I won't get too far into it. 
But something I realized is just like, I don't know, by the end of camp, I was so, I don't want to call it carefree, but when you read about the peace of God in the word, I really feel like that's what I was experiencing in its like purest form. Um, it was like, yeah, there's a lot going on in my life, but like, I'm, I'm good. Like I can kind of take it on because I feel like God's with me throughout all of it. And I think the reason that I felt that peace of God was just because of how in tune I was with what he was saying to me and how often I was walking with him. And we treat, keep trying to like explain why camp is so, um, powerful for students, but it's also powerful for leaders. And like the biggest part about it is that you get a break from your daily life and you are isolated in these like five days where you don't have to worry about work. You aren't um, going through like the daily interactions. I, and I, I, we're supposed to love on people and transform, you know, people by showing them the love of God and everything. But a lot of times not having those daily interactions where you can be drained or whatever it may be of having those interactions with people. When you're isolated away with multiple Christians and hearing the word of God and being in worship and waking up praying and waking up getting into his word and all that stuff like you start to change because you realize oh i'm starting to be in a constant alignment with the way that god is calling me to live and so that's kind of what i was experiencing at camp and when i came back from it um i feel like i've been walking in the spirit more often than not um if that makes sense and like the last couple days, I haven't necessarily felt like that. And it was a reminder of like, okay, well, what's going on? Why am I starting to feel like I normally did before camp? Well, it's because I'm not doing those same kind of uh, exercises of being in constant prayer, getting into his word, having daily worship, being around believers and talking with them and praying with them and encouraging one another, you know? Um, and so, I mean, I don't want to go off on too many tangents, but it's just like that, that stuff's real. I mean, if you, if you're walking in the spirit, the biggest part about it, in my opinion, is, uh, listening to the direction of the Lord. And so I, Kelsey, I know you've been to all sorts of ministry events and camps and you've been a leader in ministry and all that, but like, would you agree with anything that I said there? Have you seen that kind of thing happen? by people just being around the Lord more often than their daily lives normally allow for it. Um, what do you think about all that? I would absolutely agree. And it, the funny thing is that we, especially in a like summer camp, youth camp context, it's something that we almost have to warn the kids about sometimes of yeah. the mountaintop experience. Yeah, um, yeah. Not like, oh, careful that it's going to get too crazy up here, but more, hey, you're going to experience a lot of stuff. And mm -hmm. the important thing is like letting that really sit with you and not yeah. leaving this place and going back to your everyday life and like immediately letting that go. And mm -hmm. honestly, you talking about it has really like struck me. The way that I view it is it is the the changes that you feel in like your attitude, how you approach things, how you feel about things. I would tie that very much to a change in perspective, because when mm -hmm. you're in an environment like that, your perspective and like changes in a way like the same way 
if you were to be in a valley, like in a town, I, I grew up in a town that was kind of like the, the bowl at the bottom was the town. And then we had hills rising up all around us. If you're in that town, you can just see like the buildings around you, the trees, the people, you're in it. But if you were to go up on that hill, your perspective hmm. changes so much because you can see so much more and the whole, you can suddenly see the whole town and it looks yeah. so different and it doesn't like you love it, but it's not, it's no longer like this is my whole life because it's, it's smaller and it's right there and it's not an immediate thing. When yeah. you're at camp like that, it's not just that like, oh, your, your daily life has gotten smaller in some ways. It's that it is being brought into perspective by being closer to God and you don't get any bigger than that. And you, <laughs> yeah. your problems suddenly become, instead of things that were rising up around you, you have a clearer perspective of like, these things that I thought were, you know, cages for me are not cages. They are things that I can totally step out of if I'm walking with God, if I have this perspective. But mm -hmm. when you're outside of the camp experience, it takes a lot of discipline to hold on to those like habits, reading the Bible, being in worship, just spending time with God, walking with his spirit, like being mm -hmm. in the Holy Spirit's presence. Those things, they don't always come naturally. In the same way you talked about, you know, the fruit of the spirit, that these aren't mm -hmm. things that like, oh, some... Some people are just naturally happy people. Some people are like, can be more relaxed. But mm -hmm. when we're living in a world that's so chaotic, it's hard to picture being just naturally at peace, naturally full of joy. We yeah. see those things often as like, oh, you need an outside influence to create those. When really it's like, oh, that's something that like, is between you and God to sustain that you get to make that choice to have that in your life. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, to piggyback on the perspective part, especially um, I echo what Kelsey said of like, one of the things that leaders do a lot is have that kind of warning with the, with the students that, Hey, you may experience like spiritually speaking, you may experience this, uh, week in your life as like a mountaintop moment and again we're not warning them because it's going to be so incredibly over the top we're warning them because when they come back home and they get in those daily lives like yes we're warning you ahead of time like hold on to those disciplines and everything that you're doing here at camp because it's important but also like perspective is a, a big thing in um, contrast to god's word being truth and the devil giving lies too because when you come back from camp what i've seen a lot of times and i went through it as a youth too but you, what you see a lot of times is they come back from camp they're not in those disciplines all of a sudden they are faced with you know whatever kind of daily routines they're faced with that don't include practices of being close to god and after a while they start thinking like yeah, maybe there wasn't anything actually magical at camp. Maybe I just got caught up in the moment. Maybe I was just with friends and, you know, like in, in service, we were listening to all the worship music and there was, it was dark and the, the pastor was speaking all emotionally and I got caught up because my friends were emotional and, 
you know, with the stage lights and all that stuff. Like maybe I was just feeling emotionally driven at that time and there wasn't actually any connection to God there. Because now you've been living however long after camp, not in the same practices, and you feel distant from God if you have not been keeping up the same practices of being close to him. Um, and so that warning goes to students specifically because like, hey, when you come back, you know, you might get pressure from the enemy to think like none of that was real or whatever it may be. And those are those are lies from the enemy. And it's just to, it's something that does start to flip and change your perspective. And I really like the analogy you gave because on the flip side of all of this, when you come back and you're experiencing, you know, the, the lies from the enemy and you're starting to believe those lies or whatever, when you're at camp and you're like, oh, why is everything feel so different? Why am I viewing this so differently? Well, it's because you're becoming so close to God in that moment and you're having this daily routine of being close to him that you see nothing other than his truth. You're speaking nothing other than his truth. And not literally, like obviously, you know, you're going to slip up or whatever, but you are so surrounded by his word, by his love, by his truth. Um, you're seeing people the way that he sees them. You're seeing people being called things that only God calls them, declaring things over people that God declares over them. There's just so much of this atmosphere of truth and peace and love. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's incredible. It's unreal. And it's like what oftentimes we forget, including myself, is that we're kind of designed and called to be doing that in real life every day too. Like, obviously the environments we go into aren't going to be like that. They're not They're not like camp everywhere. We go to work and we have family members and friends and all this stuff that have different belief systems and don't even know God, whatever it may be. But we still carry this, um, honestly, it's like we still carry this responsibility to be the salt of the earth. And Micah had touched on that as well, but it's like you're bringing that into every situation um, you're bringing this one thing that can actually change and alter the atmosphere or the environment um, so it's it's important but when you get to look at it like a opportunity and have this kind of positive I feel like everything Kelsey and I have said right now has been spoken with a um, a heavy overtone of encouragement and like positivity and opportunity. And that's exactly how it is and that's how it should be viewed. But when you kind of get dragged into, um, I guess like the daily stretches of your daily routine or whatever it may be, and you're not taking those um, opportunities to connect with God and be rejuvenated by him, it can feel more like a burden when you're in situations and you're like, oh man, I know I should be acting more you know, quote, I know I should be acting more like a Christian right now, but I just don't even have the energy. And it's like, well, that that can start to happen easily if you aren't continually um, doing the things that you need to do to grow closer to God, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I would also say, like, a, when we talk about what it means to be a Christian or what walking with God looks like, one of the biggest factors in that is I think you have to be hungry for the truth. Um, we yeah. have talked about like, oh, this is what it's like for youth students like coming from camp. But there have been times where we've had like students come to our youth group 
for a really long time and they they'll be there for like months or years and they're clearly never connecting with god they're just there because like it's a place to hang out and i've personally experienced that this where they've had one night where they undeniably encountered god and it was Mm -hmm. overwhelming and emotional and they never came back and Hmm. you just have to pray like as a friend or a leader you have to pray like that god will continue to work in them even if they're not ready at this moment but there is so much there of oh this person heard a lot of truth and they i'm not gonna say rejected it because i don't know what they went out and did after that like i think it i don't think god's word goes out empty like once you hear it and it affects you i think that stays with you but at that time they turned away from that maybe because it made them uncomfortable maybe because the truth was hard for them or it just was they were at a point in their lives where they didn't want to change what they had going on but as christians like we have to embrace the truth when we are going through life and i think especially when you see things like talking about sin and like the enemy wanting to speak lies into our lives these things are very real and we have to be hungry for the truth and sometimes that truth is you know being really honest about where you've messed up or where you need to improve and sometimes the truth is not being such a harsh critic of yourself and accepting the the truth of god's love in your life um yeah at the end of the day like Walking in the spirit, I think really a huge part of that is walking in truth. And when I think about like, oh, the times where I felt like I was really doing God's work and moving in the spirit, often that was defined by having encounters with people where God said, this is what I want you to tell this person. And I'm somebody that like... I, I, people will come to me for advice sometimes. Um, I don't. I think I'm a pretty smart person, but there are situations where being a smart person doesn't help. And instead, what you need is God's wisdom. And it's not something that you'll mm. get from like, you know, trying to feel it out yourself or even life experience. It's something that comes from God's truth. Where in a moment you're speaking, and you're like, "This is what God has to say," and. Mm. That's not something that like, oh, is only accessible to a pastor or somebody that's like devoted their life to studying the Bible. That is something that anybody listening to me right now has access to. You just have Mm -hmm. to be pressing into God and listening to him and be open to that because you got to be hungry for that truth. You can't just hear it and run. Yeah, I uh, I, I kind of want to end with this. What Kelsey was saying about um, the, have, being hungry for the truth and walking in the Spirit and even having these things given to you by God to give to other people. That is not something that is only supposed to be um, available for pastors or heavy scholars of the Bible. You know, that, that's for people that, like she said, are literally listening right now. That could be for you. Um, 
And so I would just encourage you, if any of this is even, if you're like, I don't know what they're talking about, but this has um, really intrigued me or I want this in my life or anything like that. Personally, I would love to pray for you. Um, I would love to answer any questions you may have to the best of my ability. Um, and I believe that, you know, you stumbled across this for a reason and that God is speaking to you through it in one way or another. And so if any of this, you know, speaks to you in any way, um, or if you just want to say like, you know, give us a, a testimony of something happening in your life that you know God is the one kind of behind all of it, um, we would encourage you to just share that with us and email us at info at chapelvalley.org. Um, I can read those directly. And so I'd love to hear from you. That's really the best way to join in the conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, this has been a really good episode. We're kind of at the end of time, so I am going to wrap us up. But yeah, I would just encourage you, if if any of this has spoken to you, again, you don't have to be some fancy-dancy pastor. This, this really is for um, God's people, which I believe is you listening. And so you can email us at info at chapelvalley.org uh, if you want to join in the conversation. But otherwise, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks for joining us for the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, but now we encourage you to join in the conversation by submitting any questions you may have or just sharing what the Lord is doing in your life by emailing us at info at We can't wait to hear from you and make sure to tune in next week.